I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my. Uh, 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 come on. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code. I am here again with my good friend Michael Feely. We've been doing quite a few podcasts together. I know you've worked with Iconic since I last saw you. You've done an interview with them and I know we're going to get to work together a lot in the future. Um, If you haven't heard the podcast that we've done before, go and check them out. They'll be on Iconic as well and they'll also be on this Glitching the Code um, channel. So Michael is a... um, He's an author, researcher, and revealer of hidden and esoteric knowledge. And the reason why we've got to know each other so well, because we did a series together called The Walk, and he was one of the guests on there. And the, the knowledge that came through about the esoteric symbology was something that I've never heard at a level that I'd never heard. So it really interests me. And since then, we've had some good chats. We've had some good laughs about the madness of what's going on. So, Michael, you're a former police officer. The first thing I want to ask you is, what in the world has got into the mind of the Met Police? What is going on? I mean, we have a Met Police officer that is that has killed a young girl. And then they're going out and breaking up, pro- not a protest, but just a vigil for that young girl. What is going through their mind? How do you become that, quite frankly, insane? Well, yes, and, and uh, I, I can say that I was on that side of the fence for 17 years and... and some of that was actually in London as well. So I, I have had the, the benefit of seeing things from, from both sides. And of course, there are multiple dynamics going on here. And so let, let me, in, in the interest of fairness to everyone. So you, you have a, a, a media which has an agenda. And as we've seen many times, you know, that the media edit and present probably the tail end of, of, of something that's probably built up for for a long time, for, for minutes, for, for whatever. So you really just see the, the end result of, of an incident. And on either side, you know, you see the, the tail end of what's going on. So you really don't know what happened up until that point. Yeah. So there's, there's many multiple dynamics. And you have the government who are relishing the protests because they're now bringing in legislation to prevent protests peaceful or otherwise so that really has played into their hands perfectly because they're 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 bringing in all this this restrictive legislation now on the back of this which is what they were that they've been planning to do from from the very beginning you then have the 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 multiple levels of, of of the mind of the protesters which is some are there because they have a grievance some are there because they they really feel strongly about a certain issue and they feel that by attending these events you know their voice is being heard all of these kinds of things and you, of course you have the protesters there who are not necessarily part of that but they're just there for the for the ride they're just there for the for the aggro they're just there for the, for, for the mindless violence that may be recorded by the media which is the tail end of it you then have multiple levels of, of the police you have some police officers who are not particularly happy because they've had their days off cancelled. They're, they're some sometimes they've been called back from holiday. Sometimes you know that they've had holidays cancelled and, and all kinds of things. So you, you have those ones who are not happy because they've been dragged into something that they don't want to police and don't want to be there. You then of course have the mindset of some officers who were there for the knock. They are there 
for the fight. They are there for the thrill of the chase. So there's lots and lots of multiple levels of, of mindset going on from, from both sides. Now, it's almost like, if you imagine the government, you know, that they're in the school playground, the schoolyard, and they start the fight, and everybody's fighting and rolling around on the floor, and you see the government crawling from underneath and running off, the ones mm-hmm. who started it, and leaving leaving everybody else to fight because it serves a particular agenda, and, and, and their mindset seems to be, as Rahm Emanuel once said, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. So that they tend to use these kind of things on, on the back of things. Now, some of the some of the policing tactics that I've seen is at best unlawful and at worst it is tantamount to criminal assault. I've seen officers and, and, and I've known people who've gone to these protests and uh, I, I believe what they've told me and they've said their officers have just waded into the crowd, hitting people with batons and the areas that they're described, people being struck, are what are known as red zones. Okay. Now, now red zones are potentially fatal areas of the body. Jesus. Now, the, the only way that you can justify that is if your life is in danger. So, you know, if you're coming at me with a knife or, or an axe, then I have quite li- rightly have the right to hit you in one of these red zones, which is a, t- a potentially fatal strike because my life is in danger. You, you can then justify it. To wade into a crowd that is protesting peacefully and hit people in red zones, which is the head, the throat, basically places that can kill them, is an assault. And you can never, ever justify that. Now, when I was being trained in these batons, which is a use of force, even if you just take the baton out of its holster, don't extend it, just hold it, you have to fill in paperwork because that is a use of force. Now, it was drummed into me when I was trained in, in these techniques that you have to justify what you are doing. So how on earth are they justifying mm. what they are doing? Because it really is an assault. It is against policy. It is really a criminal offence. Now, why should the police be allowed to get away with criminal offences? If I if I was a protester and I went in, in there with a baton and I started hitting them, then that would be obviously an assault. So why is it not the other way around? Because they can't justify it. So you really do have the brain-numb element that are simply there for the fight. Because, you know, if a protester turns up, they must be up for it. They must be wanting to fight. Not thinking that these protesters may have a, a, a grievance. Now, the police are sections of society as well. Now, what society seems to have an, a, a, this affliction that it doesn't think. And, you know, I heard a chief officer on, on, the, on the TV the other day talking about... And it was it was it was the protest. It might have been for this 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 young girl that's been killed, but nevertheless there was a protest, and and all they were concerned about was the breach of COVID rules. Mm. And yet you had police officers mingled together the same way as the protesters were mingled together. So why aren't they breaking COVID rules? You know. So it seems to be this affliction of humanity that they do not have the ability to think. And we've seen this all along this this pandemic really where. You know, everything has been contradictory. Nothing makes any sense. You know, any science that turns around and tells me that at 9.59 I'm safe, but at 10 o'clock I'm not. If I'm sitting down, I don't need to wear a mask, but the moment I stand up, I do. These kind of things make no sense, but nobody seems to be able to think or, or, or think logically as to, you know, what sense is this? So, shamefully, 
the way in which the police have, have behaved, they've completely lost my faith. They've completely lost my allegiance. They're, you know, the, there was a time, because when you do that kind of job, it is in the blood, and it, and, and it remains in the blood, really, because there was genuine reasons that I joined. Now, those reasons are still floating around. Because that was genuinely, and it's not a cliche, it was to help people at the time of need. And that's why I always stopped on the front line. And I did 17 years of it. I was decorated and, and, and all of this kind of thing for, for doing for doing things that people could not even imagine happen, but they do. And it, up until recently, if I'd have been out and about and I'd have seen an officer in trouble, I would have still helped them. Now, because of some of the the aggression and some some of the, the tactics that I've seen and the mindset that I am seeing, I will not help them anymore. Now, for me to say that, that goes deep. So if they've lost me and they've lost my faith and they've lost my allegiance, then they really need to start thinking about what they're doing. Is this something you saw creeping in um, through the years? Are you left the police force for... for... For, did you lose that kind of faith? Did you start to lose that faith? That's why you le left in the first place. Is this something you've seen deteriorating over a long period of time since you've left, um, or is it something that's literally just COVID has kind of gaslit and 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 then shot to the moon? Because it, it seems like we're dealing with people that, as you say, can't think, don't want to think. And, and again, it's not going to be all of them. Of course, it's not going to be all of them. But we are seeing a, a level of psychopathy that is that is beyond the realm, beyond the pale. Really, is this something that's that shocked you? It shocked me since. I mean, I, I lost faith in the system, not not necessarily the police, the system that we okay. were operating with, and we were aware that the politics were coming in. You know, you had senior officers that worked in offices that, that were telling me how to deal with things. When I went to a particular incident and I arrived at a particular incident, they were trying to tell me from an office how I should deal with that incident, and I was saying, no, I am there, I will deal with it as I see fit. And if you don't want me to deal with it, don't send me there. So that, that was my attitude. So I was losing sort of faith in the system. And, the, of course, the, the, there's always, you know, you, you will always have the rogue element within any organisation that is there for the fight, is, is there for the, for the ego, is there for the look at me. And one of the, you know, one of the worst things you can do is go horn to horn with them because they cannot back down because you, when you put this uniform on, they put on this 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 energy of ego, mm -hmm. and it's difficult for them to back down. So all of a sudden you hear you, you see the tenseness, you see the, you know, I must I must win, I must win the argument, and I threaten you with arrest, I threaten you with everything. When there's actually broken no laws, just to try and scare you into complying with what I'm saying, because I'm the police and you're not, and there's always those kind of, of elements, people that that gravitate towards that kind of job. Now, what I've seen and what I've been monitoring over the last decade is the level of standards of recruits that have been recruited into these services. And what I'm noticing and what I've been noticing for a long time is that a lot of these recruits are teenagers with no experience of life. Now, the, the, the reason that they have teenagers with no experience of life is because they can mould them how they wish to mould them. Yeah. I also saw before I left and since I've left the quality of supervisors that are bit, that are coming through the ranks because they basically set agendas, they set protocols, which makes the, the people who they want to promote get through these systems. And so what you have then is people who have no experience 
who after two years are now supervising people who have no experience and the supervisors have very little experience. So they're quite easily manipulated, they're quite easily led. So, you know, one of the main reasons that I left was was because I lost the faith in the system and it was really, really turning me into something that I wasn't. And it's only really when I when I stepped away from it that I realised what I'd become compared to what I was. And it's really not a, a, a good environment. But you will always have the rogue element in, in anywhere. But some of the some of the, the actions and some of the way in, in which the police have behaved and they're still behaving, issuing tickets that is not against the law, you know, arresting people for no offence. You know, as soon as they get to the police station, these people are being released. Mm. Why are they being released? Because they haven't committed any crime. Now, these officers should be individually sued and yeah. taken to court every time and that will stop it it's only because people really don't understand what the law is you know and we spoke before the program about the word mandatory mandatory does not mean law mandatory is a command but it is not law now there are many examples going through this old pandemic where we can see that the government has not followed a statutory instrument so therefore it is not law so when, when when an officer comes up to you and says, I want your details, I'm going to fine you for not wearing a mask, it is not against the law not to wear a mask. So you could, you have the right to turn around and say, I am not giving you my details. If you do give the details and you are fined, then do not sign the fine. Because if you sign it on the bill of exchange, you then become liable yep. for that IOU. So the judge says, you've signed the IOU, so give me the money that you signed for. And that really is, is how the system works. But... The police are not taught either. They have a briefing from senior officers who turn around and say, you know, if you see somebody not wearing a mask, do this. Or if you see somebody not socially distancing, do this. And they think that it is legislation. They, they think that it is law. And it's not. They, so they when you really, have... Michael, they really that clueless as to what... Yes. Jesus. Yes. If you... If, if you, it's <laughs> the same, you see, you, you are only as good as your training. Mm. Now, when I when I speak to doctors or spoken to doctors and I say to them how much training did you have on nutrition and one of the answers was 20 minutes so out of seven years training you get 20 <laughs> minutes of nutrition yeah. so how can you advise me on health sure you know and you go to a police officer and, and and I was the same and you say what is the difference between common law acts and statutory they don't know because they are not taught they are taught the definitions you know theft you dishonestly appropriate property that belongs to someone with the intention of permanently depriving that person of that property so in other words that is the, the, the definition of theft so that is what you understand as theft it doesn't matter if it's an act or if it's common law or anything you know what is theft you know what is robbery you know what is burglary you know what is assault you know the the, the levels of degree of assault but you don't think is it a common law is it statute law because it is just a blanket law so the police are not sufficiently trained in terms of what they're doing. You know, I was horrified when I was there to see officers who had, who had been out of training for four or five months, even less, dealing with rape cases. Mm. They hadn't got the first clue about forensic evidence, and they were being sent to these. Now, most people, even if you speak to Michael Mansfield, one of the, the top QCs in this country, he will tell you that every case... Well, the majority of cases or nearly every case that he wins is based upon 
the integrity of the evidence because he, he understands that he can't argue with the evidence, but he can defeat you in court by the way in which you've obtained that evidence. Yeah. So if you have somebody who has no clue about forensic evidence and cross-contamination and how to word it on the statement afterwards, then you are going to lose the case at that stage because of the integrity of the evidence. And it was really, it's absolutely horrific, the amount of, you know, you shouldn't be put in that position, but the victim shouldn't be put in that position either. And it was just absolutely horrific, the amount of fraudulent figures that I saw with crime figures, with with response times, with, you know, we've, we've seen our officers coming into our parade saying, you will initiate a stop and search on people who are walking dogs and who, uh, and who are jogging in the park. Well, that's, in the le- that's illegal. Hmm. Because a stop and search, which was changed to the word encounter, is really requiring someone to account for their location at a certain time. So, you know, if if I have if if there were streets on my area where at two and three o'clock in the morning there was lots and lots of vehicles being broken into, and I drive down that street and I see two youths in the street at two o'clock in the morning, I would be in my right to approach them, which is an encounter, and say, lads, what are you doing out at two o'clock in the morning? Now, that is not the same as going to somebody walking a dog and saying, account for your actions, because that's illegal. That's an illegal stop and search. So all these figures were being fraudulently changed and manipulated to reflect well. And all of these things were it was just ridiculous, and, and, and it, was, it, was, it was going against my moral standards and integrity. So, you know, going back to the, the original, some of the, the, the officers and, and the way in which they're acting well, that I have seen is now more than a disgrace and they need to realize very very quickly that what is happening to the people that they're persecuting is also going to happen to their family this so is, they, they the really thing, need yeah. to wake up they really this is do the thing they really don't seem to have a clue and met, met police seem to be one of the one of, obviously they have a jurisdiction just the city of london but they don't seem to understand that it's going to be them very very soon and um once that uniform comes off they are no longer on the other side of this. It's so bizarre. Since you've left, um, you've left the police force and you've been doing this sort of research. I know you found a lot of in the last few days. You've been coming through with a lot more information. How do you how do you see what's going on? Because people are at a point now, like as you say, that mandate isn't isn't a law, but they're trying to mandate, and people will see that as a law. Um, care workers taking these experimental vaccines, and you're still getting people mm. not even accepting that these, the the twisting words. Like they won't accept what experimental means. Well, it's still experimental if you don't understand what the outcome is going to be. That's an experiment. But there's yeah. no logic here at all. Logic's just gone out the window. It's gone. That is what I believe. But the, but the logic's gone. How are you kind of finding the information that's coming through to you, through to you with the research you're doing? How is that kind of helping you cope right now with what's going on? Because it just seems every time I speak to you, it's got it's got uh, it's got another six or seven degrees of madness on top of it, and. It's got to cave in at some point, but we've said this before. Where are we? How are you coping? I'm coping fine because, again, you know, the, the, the best way to, to deal with these things is to learn how to deal with them. And for, for me, you know, I've been asked if I want the vaccine and I've said no. And I was, I was asked why. And I said, well, I'll speak, I'll speak in your language. I am not satisfied with the level of clinical testing. and they didn't argue they didn't come back with anything they they know that 
you know, the clinical testing is insufficient. This, this is the clinical testing, what is going on now. And, you know, some of the horror stories that I've heard from people I know or people I know who know someone who have had this vaccine and, and th bad things have happened to them. And, of course, you know, we are told there's no connection. But what I would say to that is if someone who is healthy has something jabbed in their arm and then they're, all of a sudden they're having strokes and they're ill, then there is a connection. If I was to go and punch that wall now that is next to me and I break my knuckle, can you say there's no connection? Of course there is. There's a direct connection, but yet you're, you, you know, you're insulting my intelligence by saying there is no connection. The, the, the problem is, yes, you know, these fancy words, mandatory, all they are not law. But, you know, people, we, we have a system now that, that, again, you can go back to the Church of Rome, you can go to all of these manipulating systems where people are scared to voice their opinions because it's mandatory for care workers in homes now to have the vaccine. And how many of them will turn around and say to their employee, show me the health and safety report that says that this is safe? A health and safety report that you've initiated for this business to tell me that this is safe to have this vaccine. And none of them have. So mandatory is not law. And, you know, I walked out of a career. Uh, I, I don't say that other people should do that, but sometimes you have to say no. And you know, going back, going back to the protest, some people think it works for them. For me personally, saying no is the most effective tool that we have, because if you say no, I'm not complying. What can they do, really? And as long as enough people are saying no, then they've lost. But the problem is, you know, for for many hundreds of years, many thousands of years, people have been manipulated to the point of not having a clue about anything other than what they are told is the truth. So how do I cope? Just think of Paul McCartney, let it be. Because you can you can go down that tunnel or that tunnel, but it's not a very nice place to, to, to reside and to stay. For me, I go in and out and I come back to a place where there's no extreme polarity involved at all. So for, for, for me, if someone turns around to me and says, you must stay at home and I need to go out, then I'm going out, you know, and I'm not foolish. I'm not reckless. I'm not, I'm not an anarchist still going smash and turn cars over because that don't work either. That, that's playing brilliantly into the hands of Priti Patel, who is now writing up all of these documents to say that protesting will soon be, be limited and stopped because he's going straight into their hands. So I just do what I want to do. I do it when I want to do it. And nobody's going to tell me what I can and cannot do. And that that's really my stance. Do I let things get to me? No, I don't. And, you know, that that's because I just I just go with it and I just do what I wish to do. That's the funny thing, isn't it? They're mandating protests. They're saying, not mandating, trying to put past laws so you can't protest. Yes. That's the point in a protest. It's so absurd and ridiculous and and so stupid that it's... I mean, you had probably over 40,000 people in London walking through the streets on, on at the weekend protesting the law against protests. It's like, this is the mental world we live in. And it's quite funny, and it is funny, and it's like, it shouldn't be funny, but you do get to a point where you just think, this is so mad, it's hilarious, and it will have to fall in on itself. The, 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 the lengths that these idiots are going to, these lunatics and psychopaths are going to, like the pretty Patels, 
<coughs> these are mentally ill people, quite clearly mentally people, being propped up by the mainstream media who are often quite mentally ill too. What is this information that's been coming through you for the last four days and how is that kind of helping you build a picture of a roadmap out of this stuff? Because we seem to just be going more, it feels like thousands of people have woke up one day and gone, oh shit, I'm in a mental asylum and I know it. And it's, it's all right to be in one if you don't know it. But once you know it, and the numbers have ticked over on the other way, that millions and possibly billions of people realise that the world is completely batshit crazy now. But how? But they're having to cope with the fact that it's batshit crazy because there, it hasn't broke the seal yet. The gates haven't opened yet, and they, they will do eventually. How is this information kind of coming to you, and what is it saying about where we're at, what's happening, what's going on? How could you shed some light on on your understanding of this insanity? It, it's it's only insane to the logical thinker because it, it's it's not insane to the people who are are basically manipulating society to to be how they want it to be. So to them, it is how they wish it to be. Do, do you think that if 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 the world governments wish to, to eradicate poverty, they couldn't do it overnight. Mm. If they wanted to eradicate homelessness, they could do it overnight, but they don't want to because the society that we have and and part of this pandemic is really to to restructure society to to reset the restructure now what has happened is humanity for a long long time we we live in a cyclic reality in other words an endless loop mm -hmm. and we are going in the wrong direction so this 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 endless loop people have just been in a cycle for hundreds and hundreds of years and everything that we do is a cycle so you know people get up at eight o'clock in the morning they have a wash they brush their teeth they have breakfast they go to work they have you know they, they measure out their day by by tea breaks coffee breaks and, and and they come home they watch tv they go to bed they get up at eight o'clock they brush their teeth so everything that we do in this world is an endless loop now some of the things that have been coming to me recently and and, and again for, throughout the years it, it's it's come at different levels of, of information and every now and again you know it's like the the space odyssey film and when this this monolith appears you know there's a sudden increase in in, in intelligence or, or whatever it is and and that really happens to me so if we wish to escape the endless loop we have to first of all discover the truth because truth is seen as light and light travels in straight lines so if you wish to end an endless loop you have to bring in a straight line to end the endless loop. And that straight line is truth. So when people start seeing the truth and start to think and start, this start makes sense, you know, I'm going to look into this. And that is introducing a straight line into an endless loop, yeah. which then stops the endless loop. So the, the, the truth really, and that's why people say, you know, I can't get a straight answer. Well, where does the origin of that saying comes from? Because the truth light travels in a straight line. So, Point A is is the is the answer, sort of the question, and point B is the answer. It's a straight line. So we introduce the straight line of truth into an endless loop, and it's not a loop anymore. So that is what we need to do. First of all, we need to arm ourselves with some kind of wisdom. And I don't say knowledge, because knowledge, really, you could be the most knowledgeable, per knowledgeable person in the world, but if it's false knowledge, then it's of no use. So what I say is it has to be truthful knowledge, which is wisdom. Now, when we start introducing wisdom into this, people start to realize that it is batshit crazy because it, how can you not see that it is? Every part of our life is manipulated. 
every part of our life is controlled. Every part of our life, someone, you know, someone from the government has their, their hand in your wallet, their cameras in, in your house, their satellites in the sky that's watching everything you do, their law enforcement drones that are flying over, you know, family events and spying on people. It's like it's like being in a prison yard. Mm. And, 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 you know, for anyone who can't see that, you know, somebody once said to me, you know, I, I feel really, really sorry for you that you feel like you are being controlled. Now, just look what's happened now. The governments of the world have clicked their fingers and everybody's been under house arrest for over a year. Yeah. Now you're telling me you have freedom. The, these people who are supposedly representing you have never asked you once what you want. Your member of parliament keeps going to parliament and voting, but have they once asked you what you want? And you tell me this is a democratic system. You know, wake up, start opening your eyes, because, you know, a lot of people, when they see the Illuminati pyramid and, and think, you know, that the reason that pyramids have straight lines is what I was talking about. It's the it's the fastest and easiest way to wisdom, the straight line. And that is the... So when you look at the, the Illuminati eye, the Illuminati pyramid, and people, you know, have different reasons, but when you look really, really at the, at the most depth understanding of that Illuminati, it's really the emanation of truth, light, which opens the eye and gives you an improved ability to see. That is what the Illuminati pyramid with the eye is really telling you at its deepest levels. So when you start seeing the truth, when you start, you know, it, it characterizes light because light enables us to see. So it, it's it's sort of tagged on to truth. So when we start seeing this truth, when we start seeing the light of truth, the actual knowledgeable, truthful knowledge, which is wisdom, we then start to to introduce a straight line to this endless loop. And that is really what we need to do to stop this this madness, start looking into things for ourselves and start working out what's really going on. It's hard for people. When you when you were talking about then and you were talking about the straight line within the circle, that straight away, that's the image of it's a reset button, is a circle with a straight line through the top that, that, that cuts it. And um, I've had this before when we talked about, I think it was body form popped in my head. And um, it's the same thing. When you talk, I get images in my head like that. And that's like the, the reset button, guys. If you have a look, it's a round circle, but it doesn't join because there's a line that goes through it. Yes. Is that symbology? Have I just found something there? Or is that to be just kind of connecting well, things that are not really there? Or does it really matter? No, you, you're, you're breaking the circle. The same as when you see the Apple logo, which is the, the bite out of the Apple. Yeah, It's talking about disrupting the electromagnetic circle, which is the Apple of Eden, which is the electromagnetic torus uh, energy field of the body. So when you disrupt that, you, you disrupt the, the, the consciousness perception that goes around. So none of these things are without meaning. Mm -hmm. You know, and yet you saw the body form. You also mentioned super drug, which is the logo is the pentagram. You know, when you look at the pentagram, it's it's all over society. It's all over secret mystery schools. It's all over the ancient world. You know, when you go into the Capitol building, the down of the Capitol building in America, it's giving you pentagrams everywhere. And, and it's giving you these secret codes in the dome of, of the Capitol building. And, and the, the pentagram and, and the circle comes into Islam, it comes into the duet, it comes into the American star with the circle, which is talking about the procession of the equinox, which is the, the change of the great age. So, you know, we, we have all, everywhere you look, everything you see will have a, some kind of symbol of some kind of meaning. And that is how these people operate because they understand and, and most people, the majority of people do not understand.
Are they communicating with each other? Or are they communicating with us and wondering whether we can see it or not? Is it a challenge or is it the revelation of the method that they've got to tell you like a vampire has to ask to be invited in? Why are they showing you? And this is one of the big questions everybody asks me. I'll say everybody. All my 10 mm. friends ask me. It, um, <laughs> they ask you, is why would they tell you? Why would they tell you? What is your take on why would they tell you? Because to me, it's like, why would they give the game away? To me, I have my, my knowledge of it. I'd like to get your take on what you believe. There's a number of takes on it. Now, in a system of black magic, in order for black magic to work, you have to tell. And you don't have to tell them directly, but you have to tell people for black magic to work. Now, a lot of these in other Vatican and different places practice black magic. Now, there's, there's lots of takes on this. When you go back to really ancient history, which is Egypt. Now, I, I've recently dated the pyramid and it's very extremely old. So when you go back to these really ancient sort of symbolic nations and civilizations, they have left a time capsule of knowledge and wisdom. Now, that was set and that was timed to travel upon the waters of time guided by the stars. In other words, the Great Pyramid is the saviour. The Great Pyramid is Noah's Ark that travels across the water to come upon the mountaintop. Now, at one point, the Great Pyramid was the highest monument on Earth. So, in other words, that symbolic of being the highest of earthly wisdom mm -hmm. because this is the highest structure. Now, the Egyptians, and they said it came from other races before them, they have encoded a lot of numerical and symbols in their monuments in order for that information to come through time to find us now. Now, the same coded information is also found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, which is the Hebrew sacred text that basically came from Egypt. Now, what they've also done is that they've, they've encrypted these things to also hide it from the likes of the priesthoods, like the Vatican and different people who, you know, when you have the faiths of Abraham, it is really the deception of the collaboration of the Church of Rome, which is, is what we know of today as the Vatican. So the, so when you have the Abrahamic religions, which is Judah, Christian and Islam, it is all the deception of, of the Roman Church. So there's lots and lots of things that have been sent to us through time. So people, the, the, the wise ones will see it in order for the, for the wise ones to try and forge a wise society, a wise civilization based on this ancient knowledge that is brought to us in the Ark, the arcane knowledge that has come across the waters, Noah's Ark. Now, when I go a lot more into that in terms of the numerics involved, when you start looking at the likes of Revelation, which is really the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, which was really the, the true Bible, which is the, the Giza Plateau, you will see that we are now living in the, the, in the 17th 360-year cycle, which began in 2001. So it was always timed to be now. And this started on the 11th cycle, which is the second temple period. Now, between the 11th cycle, which was the end of the last ice age, roundabout, and the 17th cycle, which is what we know in, that is one zodiac age of 2,160 years. This information from, from the great past has been brought forward to be found now, to be encoded now, to be deciphered now so now is the time that this ancient wisdom has come back through time and was timed to be now now a lot of these 
the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, ironically, talking about cycles, the 11th cycle and the 17th cycle is is significant because, you know, you see the likes of Joseph seeing 11 stars when he was 17. You know, we see all the, the, the Dead Sea Scrolls, they were, they were hidden in exactly 11 caves in the 11th, 360th cycle. So we have all this new medical knowledge that, that basically tells you that it was timed to be now. And when you look at who built the pyramid, and I have evidence of this with mathematics, it was the universal creator that created the pyramids. And that is why the pyramid, the Great Pyramid is 481 feet high, because numerically, that really is the creation hyper holograph, which is the signature of the creation, signature of the creator. And that is why the, the Great Pyramid is 481 feet high, because that is the symbolic signature of the creator who created the Great Pyramid to help humanity. When you look at the planet Mars and you look at the Sidonian city, the, the, the geometric yeah. uh, planning of the Sidonian city, and you see that the likes of the face tells you where Stonehenge is, the face tells you where the Great Pyramid is and, and the Giza Plateau. For me, people think that Atlantis shaped Egypt. It wasn't Atlantis, it was Mars. And I think by these, this, this longitude and latitude, two-dimensional coordinations, from the planet Mars, they were marking on Earth where these earthly monuments were going to be put. And I think the creator, the universal creator, is the, a supreme mathematician who speaks in numbers, also created the Sardinian city on Mars. And when you look at the face on Mars, you can actually collaborate that being the, the, the Mater Della Rosa, which is the Sorrowful Mother. It is the Sorrowful Mother, and if you look closely, it does have a, have a teardrop. It is the Sorrowful Mother because it is sorrowful that humanity is now in the underworld. The underworld is darkness, it is ignorance. So we have this, this great correlation mathematically and by theme between Mars, between Egypt, between all of these great monuments on Earth, and they have mathematically mapped themselves and mapped each other through numbers, through longitude and latitude coordinates. So now the 17th, 360th cycle is when this knowledge is now to be re-emerged. We are the Helahim, the Helahim of the Bible, are the ones Elohim when you when you look it is, is is means God beyond the horizon. The God is the power within. Beyond the horizon means that the journey of self discovery into the unknown. So the Elohim is ourself. The Anunnaki is humanity because we are divinity from the sky. So we have all of these these clues from, from the ancient world and we have this coded time capsule that's really sort of star time. And star time tells us that this ancient knowledge will now be re-emerging now in this 17th cycle which is now there's so much i wanted to, to unpack there obviously um first i wanted to pick up on was you talked about the underworld and the, the sorrowful tear how humanity is in the underworld i think a lot of people are going to be think feeling like that now and i said before we've kind of a lot of us are awake in the insane asylum and look around again it's almost like we're lights in the underworld in the darkness and do you see that what's happening more lights popping on more like lighting up the darkness is that what's happening are these 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 guys these boris johnson's maybe probably isn't he's probably clueless of what's going on but rothschilds rockefellers duponts these families the vatican the, the um jesuits are they aware that there's a there's a big awakening and is that why they're speeding everything up are they terrified that they they know that the game is up that the finish is coming for them is that what's happening and and, and is this massive this this shift is this growing pains, but 
there's a break here. It feels like there's something coming where there's going to be a massive, almost overnight, and maybe not overnight, but almost feel as if it's overnight, shift in people going, that's enough now, because there isn't much left in the tank for them, I don't believe. Do you, do you feel a sense that? There's a, a sense of urgency here that's coming on. Um, what's going on here? Because we're right at the very end of something. Something's about to blow. The lid's about to come off of this boiling pot. It is, and then now, when when you look at when you look at science, science is, is basically observation. So you observe something, and depending upon the results and whatever, that becomes the scientific theory. The first thing to be observed was the stars. So astronomy is really the original science. Now, when you look at the word master, it means the measure measurer of stars. So we have these ancient people who knew that at certain times of the year, certain times of the great year that certain things were going to happen. They were guaranteed to happen because it's the cyclic nature of reality. Because, you know, you, I, I guarantee that in the winter when I see the plough, I know the winter's coming and so on and so on because it is the stars. They, they never change. They, they always do what they're going to do. So the ancient prophets were astronomers who were was, who was speaking or, or reading the celestial narrative, which is the movement of the zodiac, the movement of the stars. So they knew that at certain times, certain things were going to happen. Now, when you look at the biblical prophecy of end days, and people mistranslate that as being, you know, the Armageddon, the end of the world, it was never it was never the end of the world. It's the end of an age. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start going from one age to another, you know, when you have uh, Adam and Eve, which was Taurus, you have Moses, which was Aries because of the lamb's blood on, on, on the doors. You know, you have Christ, which is the age of Pisces, which is why Christ washes feet, because Pisces, the two feet, Pisces, the two fish. You know, in, in Zodiacal Man, the feet correspond to Pisces, the, the, the fish. But we are now going from the age of Pisces, the fish, to the to, to Aquarius, which is really the age of I know, the age of I want to know. Whereas the age of Pisces was the, the, the age of I believe. So we have all of these religious systems from the age of I believe. And that is why they are belief systems. Because faith really is a just, con- a, just a confound of wisdom. It confuses wisdom. It's, 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 it's a faith. It, it, it has no basis. And something that has no basis is a perception, not a truth. So they, they knew that as the ages change, this will bring with it certain transitions, certain signs. And the signs of the transition between Pisces and Aquarius is the collapse of finance and institutions, civil unrest in the streets, all of these different things that we are now seeing in these end times because this is the end or the transition of a, of a new age. So they 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 know, and you know the, the the likes of these people who are trying to manipulate us, they know that they are powerless to act with the great forces of cyclic nature. They're, they're, there's nothing they can do. So they have to, if you can't control what happens, you have to try and control how people believe or what people believe is happening. And that really is how they, they continue to, to manipulate people because while we're all you know, scared in, in our house and wearing masks and not looking, they're bringing all these things in from, from the sidelines and from above and from the bottom that no one is noticing because, you know, this good crisis is not going to go to waste. And they're bringing in all these different things that people are not are not seeing because we're only looking one way. But they realise that it is coming to an end. And it was, it was timed to come to an end. It was timed to come to an end in the 17th cycle, which is this one. So they, they understand, they know 
that is coming to an end. But just like any rat in the corner, it's going to fight. And it's going to cause as much devastation it can before it, it, it gets put on the trap or whatever happens to it. So what we're seeing at the moment is is a hierarchy of people who know what is going to happen. They know it's time to happen because they, they read the stars. And they understand that their time is really limited. Now, when you start looking at some of the cards that I found in the pyramid, which tells us that we are now coming back into a golden age. Soon we'll, we, we will be back in a golden age. And some of the codes that I've seen, I didn't find them, but somebody else found them and I've deciphered them, tells us that the future of humanity is a golden era. So it is coming. It will happen. And more and more people are going to start to get it. But they're going to, you know, you'll see that their their agenda is speeding up with, with greater frequency and greater speed because they're trying to get as much as they can done before it's too late for them to get it done and that is what we're seeing at the moment so it's rough it's tough you know and and i think last time talking about the science of superposition where particles and atoms are in a state of superposition which means they are in multiple states at once for us to be here now talking means that our particles and subatomic particles decided that they wish to be in this moment in time Moment in time means a specific location in space. Mm-hmm. So the very fact that we're liaising and people are watching this means that their subatomic particles, which is their composite makeup, decided that it wanted to be here now. Now, what you have to decide is what do you think that is. You know, and you know the, the, these Dead Sea Scrolls that are, that I spoke about, the Knights Templar were able to blackmail the Roman Church by what these scrolls say. And that's one of the reasons they were persecuted and murdered. Some of them escaped with parts of the scrolls, the Cumberland Cave scrolls. I have found where they have hidden them in Rosalind Chapel. This, this would bring down the church if it was to be revealed, because there's only one person, there's only one person named in the Cumberland Cave scrolls. Guess who that is? Bear in mind that it was the time of Christ written by Jewish mystics. Who who do you think the name was in, in, in the Dead Sea Scrolls? Just the one name. I wouldn't have a clue. Well, it's not Christ. It's Malchizedek. Malchizedek, no. in the Cumberland Cave Scrolls, in Scroll 11, Q13, which means it is the 13th Cumberland Scroll of the 11th Cave, it tells you that Malchizedek is Michael, Archangel Michael. Michael. Now, the, the symbology of Archangel Michael is that he's the deliverer of truth. And when you see him standing upon the devil, that is knowledge, wisdom, and truth, basically overcoming spiritual evil, which is the path of ignorance. Didn't we see that outside the church we filmed at? That yeah. It was, it was, it was, Ironically. Yeah, it was standing on the devil, wasn't he? Yeah, and here's one I made earlier. That's it. That was on the church. It was. Yep. We saw it, didn't we? It was, we just happened to be filming yep. outside the cathedral in where were we? Peterborough, Coventry. 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 <laughs> I was in Peterborough in my mind, apparently. Yeah. Um, and it was the, that. The, the, the tree that, of, the, of the Calvin. Yeah, the witch yeah. Calvin, the tree. But that is Michael, the deliverer of truth, and that is the devil, the spiritual evil. Truth will overcome the path of darkness, and that is what that statue. That is what that symbolically means at its esoteric level. That is the only name that is mentioned in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now, when when this is revealed, 
and it's revealed that Christ didn't actually exist. There is no church anymore. There is no Vatican. There is no hierarchy of, 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 of the priests that, that want to have spiritual hierarchy over you and spiritual authority, so they don't tell you what they know. But there's also lots of things in these scrolls that came from Egypt, that came through the likes of the Essences, who are the, the brotherhoods, the Jewish brotherhoods, who hid it from the priesthoods for the very fact that they knew at some point it would be revealed and the church would be exposed for what it is. This is now the 17th cycle. So do we have a group of people, like some people talk about the Great White Brotherhood, they talk about um, like the Jesuits, um, I, I assume, that, I, I believe the Jesuits are kind of like the Mancurian candidates of the Vatican really, they're, they're kind of brainwashed for 7 to 14 years to, like Fauci's a Jesuit, Trump's a Jesuit, they're all mm. pretty much Jesuit, Bill Gates' wife did two Jesuit honorary classes, um, sorry, classes at an old boys school and um, they're all kind of jesuits i feel like they're the Man mancurian candidates is there a group like the great white brotherhood in greenland or, or switzerland i think they're located that know this stuff that are really still are behind all this at the core or is it just kind of bloodlines and it's all spread out i mean who is really pushing this towards the end and trying to keep that lid on on the on the pot from exploding because Obviously, Boris Johnson is, is answering to someone like the Rothschilds, but they'll be answering to people well above them. And, and I mean, everyone asks who's at the core of this, or is it a energy, or is it a thought process? Is it? I mean, it's going to have to reveal itself at some point. Yes, and there certainly are, are brotherhoods that know this, but but it's certain brotherhoods that have hidden this from from the site of other church brotherhoods, you know, the Saturnalian brotherhoods and, and, and different things, anything to do with Jesuit, anything to do with Jesus, that the Vatican, that's just, that's just a cover, mm -hmm. because the, Vati the Vatican, basically the Pope, patriarch, Ayyib, means adversary, which is the title of Satan. So the opposite of truth, Vatis Khan, the divine serpent, the opposite of truth, is what the Vatican stands for. It is basically Satan, the devil, the, the energy that is... Uh, representative on earth now when you see in latin the inscription on, on the the pope's throne that says vicarious fully day which means instead of the son of god it's nothing to do with christ that they, they don't believe in christ they believe you know saturn as, as the great son etc etc so christ has little bearing in the roman church so it is nothing to do with christ now who's in charge of it all that is the $64 million question because there has to be somebody in charge. It doesn't necessarily mean to say that that person or that energy or that, that mind is from here. Mm. You know, when, when, when you look at, when you look at really some of the, the, the deeper, the, the deeper meanings of who's in charge, you come across a, a almost like an octopus looking character called Yeldabaoth. Now that is important because if you look at one of the latest James Bond films, you see Daniel Craig with a massive octopus behind him. Okay. Now, this is this is an energy called Yaldabaoth, which is like a who who these these, these secret societies look up to. Now, I, I have heard that Yaldabaoth has been removed, and they are now basically headless chickens without their their off-planet leader. So it is coming down for them. It is coming down, but you know, like like anything else, you will see. When you chop the head off a chicken, and I don't, I don't suggest you do, but when you chop the head off a chicken, it still runs around for several minutes. That is what is happening. Now, in that several minutes, they're going to get as much done as they possibly can. And and that is really the situation that we're at. But 
there's a battle going on, on on many different levels and you know the, the it's not just here that it's it's above us as well that we that we're not aware of but there's lots and lots of things going on things are going to change but you know that that the old ethos of of the likes of Armageddon is really trying to to stop humanity remaining in this endless loop of the underworld and if we can escape this endless loop you know we survive the Armageddon which is really the dire circumstances of being stuck in this endless loop because that's all we are just an endless loop of, of birth death birth death birth death everything that we do is a cycle everything that we do just repeats history just repeats itself so the the, the meaning of armageddon is to stop us repeating ourselves, repeating history and to accept and understand the revelations of truth that are coming and that really is is the battle of armageddon and that is that is now the 17th cycle. And again, the, the reason that you have the, the entrance to the Great Pyramid on the 17th course level is telling you about the, the 17th level, which is now the 17th cycle, which is now. So you have six ages, which is represented by the lion, the sphinx, and you have the seventh age, which is the 17th cycle, which is now. It's incredible. Your, your depth of knowledge is incredible. And when you talk about things pop into my head, there was a, a famous... Um, um, what you call it? I suppose it was an article by a guy called Danny Casalaro. It was called The Octopus, and he was murdered pretty much. It's pretty much well believed he was murdered for this article that came out in um, in early 1991. And um, he was talking about the, the the octopus of global control, but I think that it was something, mm. with you mentioning that, it feels like it was something far more deeper he was trying to tell us, and that's why he was taken out. Um so this octopus, maybe he understood what you were actually talking about here. It wasn't just on a surface level. He was talking about the global tentacles of this this global conspiracy. But really, maybe on another level, he was talking about something far deeper than that. What you said there as well about um, us having a point of attention and coming here. Gareth, Gareth White said to me in an in interview for the film we're just making, um, he said that he feels like he was over there and he went, I'll go. Someone said to him, Right, this is the time to go for battle. And he thinks like that. He said, I'll go. I chose to come here at this time. I chose to be here at this time. So we've all chosen to be here for this battle. How come some of us kind of understand that? and some, um, But many, many of us don't understand what's going on and why we're here or have no purpose. We feel like they just come in and go out. I've always felt like I was here to do something like this. Um, what kind of wakes someone up to realise that actually you have a higher purpose, a bigger purpose here, and you're playing a much bigger part, and you chose to be here to do this. How can people switch that on in themselves? Do you think this current situation will switch it on in a lot of people? It certainly will. Now, again, when you look at universal creation, and you look at, in order for the universe to maintain dynamic stability, now dynamic stability just means everything instantly changing all of the time. In order for this dynamic stability, you must have different levels of vibration and frequency now that is low vibration high vibration which is duality now when you look at when you look at zero you know the, the dual opposite of zero is one mm -hmm. now in order for nothing to become something it has to have a dual state so that is really your your duality which is high low whatever now but in order for the universe to maintain this this dynamic stability it has to provide low vibration high vibration and interchangeable which really is what 
the the infinity sign really means and it doesn't mean virgin uh, founds it it means you know the the flower field of, of evolution really now most people that come here sink and vibrate at the frequency of the planet of birth so a lot of people who are born on earth will will be to totally locked in to, to the synchronization and the frequency of their planet of birth there are those who are of a higher vibration than their planet of birth those are the ones who are who are knowing that they are here for a reason now from the age of six and seven i knew that because people who are, who are not in sync with their planet of birth have a higher vibration and they are the ones that feel like i don't belong here mm. what am i doing here i'm on the wrong planet i, I don't i don't get this because they they come here with a higher vibration and a higher wisdom base than those who are here just to sink with earth and that is really the feeling that i'm here to do a job well yes because you came here knowing that you're here to do a job you do not vibe at the same frequency of, of the, your planet of birth so you are of it you, well you're in it but you're not no, of it yeah. really uh, and and that is and that is the feeling and that feeling is expressed in many different ways so when i when i sat there at, at a very young age feeling like this don't make sense to me you know having adult conversations at the age of six and seven saying this don't make sense i'm here for a reason then that is really me just recognizing but not knowing what it is that i'm recognizing that i have a different vibration to the planet that i'm on and that really is when you look at a compatibility of vibration and that is what is happening in the likes of gareth you me the people who are watching this we, we know that is something different we know that is a bigger purpose and going back to the superposition of particles and subatomic particles they chose to be here now i think that's fascinating i, I always said to, you know, i said to my partner but i've said it all my life is that i kind of like stepped out of the spaceship and went what the fuck is going on here? And it was just mm. madness. And I'm like, this is mental, isn't it? But when I turned around, the door had shut. And I got, oh, shit. I'm here mm. now. And everybody else was buggered off. And I've been spending the rest of my life trying to find people that did the same. They walked out of the spaceship and went, and then turned around and everyone buggered off. And we're all on this, this, this planet going, I really shouldn't be here. This is not where I'm supposed to be, is it? This is madness. This is mental. <clears throat> and I've always said it's madness and mental. Always. But never has it been more clear now. Do you, so the people watching this, do you think they're like that? They've all come out of their spaceship and gone, this is mental, isn't it? And also, do you think the people that that just seem to almost speak a different language to you and really do believe that the governments are looking after them and really do believe that these experimental vaccines won't harm them and really do believe that, that there is a killer virus out there, although there's absolutely no physical evidence if you step out your door of it, literally none do you believe we're almost from different planets we are never gonna vibe yeah uh, uh, well, again going into into to the science and what certain scientists certainly in the eastern part of europe are saying now that human dna was not programmed on earth yes now when when you look at some of the experiments that have been done genetic experiments on neanderthals that have actually been found from the ice age that have been frozen <clears throat> they are not related to us we seem to have just arrived here around about two hundred thousand years ago without any real evolution of this so 
when you put that together with what Eastern Science is now saying about DNA has been programmed elsewhere, and they're also saying that the languages that we speak is a genetic language. So, yes, you know that there are people from different parts of the cosmos that have that have come here by different means, and some of them sync and they are compatible with the vibration of this planet. And it is those who are compatible with the vibration of this planet who believe that Boris Johnson has their best interests of heart. The people who don't are the ones who do not sync with this planet because they know that they're from elsewhere. And I know that I'm from elsewhere. And I and I know that I'm here for a reason. And that reason is to try and basically make this sacred information that has travelled the waters of time here now to decipher it and bring it now when it probably has the best possible chance of doing some good. You know, hidden outside of the prion eyes of the priesthoods, hidden outside of the people that wish to deceive and take some of this information and rewrite it and recast it into these these hero characters that people must worship because they didn't exist. It is a deception. It is an illusion. They are metaphors for something much bigger and much deeper. But it just takes someone to reveal this kind of information to people. And that is difficult. But now is the time that it was timed for that to happen. So I don't vibe with this planet and I don't feel that I'm from this planet. And there has to be a reason for that because I'm not compatible with its vibration. I'm the same. And I think what we, that's a good way of... That's a very... Maybe a comforting way of explaining why some people feel like the black sheep in their family and they're often the ones that look into these things because we're not from the same planet we were born in the same family but you genuinely are not the same types of people and that's why i think i suppose why people are looking on the internet and, and we're arguing on twitter for all god's sake and you're going how can you not see that this is and they're looking at you going how can you not see there's a deadly pandemic and you're like we literally are like talking completely different languages aren't we we are yeah. never going to be in sync with each other. Do you think these psychopathic criminals know that? They know that they're the, the, a tiny, tiny 0.01%. And then there's probably a good 50-50 split between the people that were sitting in sync with this planet and the ones that are not. And the only chance they've got of carrying on where they are is to split these two types of people up and get them battling each other. Because that seems to be what's happening here is that there are two types of people that are actually going at each other whilst these lot stand in the crowd, in, in the stands laughing. And they know the only way to keep the game going is to get us two types of of humans or two types of beings, two different races possibly, at each other's throats because we aren't ever going to vibe. And, but we can actually live in unison and if we stop trying to tell each other what to do. And the problem, what they've done, the great thing they've done for them is that they've tried to have got these guys who maybe sync with this earth to try and think that it's actually right for them to tell these people like us how we should live our life we're not telling them don't take your vaccine don't wear your mask what we're saying is just don't push it on me there is a real block there isn't there there's a real real block there and maybe that's something we need to to understand is that actually we're probably never going to get on and never going to agree but we're going to have to learn live and let live if we're ever going to get out of this well that's that's the diabolos that is the devil that is the dividing conquer and it's been again when you look at I, I always come back to religion because religion is probably the, the, the greatest milestone around people's neck in, in order of control. Now, what is religion really? Re religion causes people to fight over lies when neither side is right, neither side is true. And 
like get going back, you know, knowledge. Knowledge is wonderful if it's truthful knowledge. If it's untruthful knowledge, then it's of no use to, to you or, or anybody. So neither side is right. You are fighting over lies. And, you know, people, I'm right now, I'm right now, I'm right. But neither of them are right because they are believing the superficial story of deception that have been given to them to believe. The thing with, with vibration is that it can change. Mm-hmm. And when you go through a lower vibrational region of space, then you tend to find that everything around it and on it goes through that lower region of vibration of space. But going back to the dynamic stability, the other end of that is a high vibrational region of space, and we can fluctuate between them. Now, a lot of people, including me, hear like ringing and, and, and buzzing in areas. What that is, is when you have two sound waves passing through each other, and because they are different, you are now hearing the different incompatible sound waves that are passing. But what what happens is the lowest frequency, the lowest sound will always jump to match the pitch of the highest vibration. So therefore, if you have enough people who have a higher vibration, the lower vibration will jump pitch to match the higher frequency. So the more and more people that get this and vibrate on a higher level, you will lift the lower vibration up to your level. Sympathetic resonance, like when you pluck a pluck a, a violin in a room full of, or a harp in a room full of other harps, they 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 start going on their own. That's what you're describing. Yes, but but again, it will the the, the lower frequency will jump a higher pitch to match the higher vibrating frequency. So it stands to reason that if you are in the presence of something that is low, at, at that point of, of, the, of the interaction, the communion between you, that low vibration will jump to match a higher frequency. And that really is, so when, when we talk about vibe and, and never vibing with people, those frequencies can change and they can be lifted by a higher presence, which is what, you know, the likes of people who are talking about this, the likes of people, and, and there's lots of them, you know, coming on air and, and doing different things to try and tell people, you know, wisdom and, and, and truthful knowledge can lift vibrations. And that really is what we are hoping to do. You know, you're not going to get everybody, but the more and more people who are vibrating on a higher plane in a three-dimensional cube, the more and more people will, will rise to meet us. And that really is when you have a chain reaction of vibration. Uh, so the, the universe has to provide an equal and opposite it has to provide a low and a high, a black and a white, you know, and we have really the two spirits, which is uh, the seven positive inspirations and the seven negative desires. Now that really, we, we, we walk between them. So in other words, you know, there are scales within the colors between white and black. So when we see the Masonic checkered floor, we are it's telling you that we are walking between good and evil okay. we have the choice we have the choice so it's not just talking about duality of course it is but yeah. taking it to a higher level of the meaning it means that we are walking between white and black between good and evil and that is what the checkered floor of, of, of masonry is telling us so we have the choice but we also have enough people around now to lift the vibration of the lower negative desires so before we wrap up, um, what is the information you, you emailed me a few days ago saying you've got some more information that's coming through to you, especially in the last four or five days? 
what is that information telling you now? Let's just bring it up to date. I mean, this has been incredible. I love chatting to you. And I just want to, yeah, get to the point where you are and that now with all this new stuff. Where are you at? What are you thinking and what's coming through? Well, what's coming through is, is highly significant and it's it's still coming through. But it, it, it's talking about, you know, the, the, the data of the pyramid. It's talking about the uh, time capsule of knowledge that is coming through the waters, the Noah's Ark to us it's talking about the age of the great pyramid it's talking about more mathematics that that tell me the signature of who put them there it's telling me all of these different things and and it correlates with a previous show that i did on on glitching the code where after it someone actually got in touch with me and said when you when you were talking i could see the number 17 on your head and i knew that i mean i i couldn't see that but there must have been a medium of some kind because they said they could see the number 17 on my head. And I thought, yeah, number 17, it, it relates to knowledge. So it could well, that could be an answer for it. But in the last three or four days, that has now come into significance with understanding about the 17th, 360-year uh, cycle of the Hebrew calendar, telling us about this being the 17th cycle now, the seven age of the 17th cycle, which is when the the ancient egyptian knowledge is going to come to fruition because it's been hidden and it's now going to be revealed to those who can decipher it and the ones who can decipher it are the ones who must deliver it in order for everyone else to have access to that information so when when you talk about the biblical thou shall not steal that is really talking about the ones who have stolen the sacred knowledge from you yep. those who have stolen your rightful inheritance which is wisdom they they are the ones who steal so thou shalt not steal are the ones that are doing this to you. So this, this this brings all of this into understanding about the stars, star codes, uh, star times, the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls, which is talking about the same thing. And it's all coming into significance now because now is the time that this knowledge will be revealed when it's at, at a time of most use to people. I was actually born on March the 17th as well, so there's another 17th for you. It's St. Patrick's Day. Mm. Um, so um, so we're at this point now. How do you think that knowledge will be revealed, or, or will it be different for different people? Will they find it? Like David Icke first found, the first thing he ever found that, looked, that launched him on this journey was a, a book by a psychic medium, and he just had the feeling he needed to go into the bookshop. He said his feet stuck to the floor. He had to go in and get it, and he'd never even looked into things like this before. Will it be a feeling with people, or will it be something that's a bit more like obvious to everybody or will it be an individual thing do you think that people will find that knowledge themselves in their own way when we talk about initiation it, it is really a, a spiritual awakening and it is the soul that is initiated so the soul is really a quantum entity and when you look at the quantum entity it, it, it your soul will be unique because it vibrates differently the, the the essence of it twists and turns differently so as in your fingerprint which is unique your soul is unique and it is the soul that gets initiated i feel that certainly in the last three or four days maybe a little bit before that that i'm undergoing some kind of initiation of the soul and that is not you know entering the temple in the physical body and, and whatever but i feel like i'm going through some kind of initiation Everybody will experience things differently because, as I say, each soul is a unique quantum entity. And that quantum entity comes from zero dimension, a place that precedes dimensions. So in order for nothing to become something, there has to be a dual state. We are fragments of the original fire. 
and each of us are individual. Each of our souls require a different learning, a, a different initiation. So people will discover it in different ways. Some will have a book fall off the shelf. Some will have things pop into their head. Some will suddenly just walk past the church or a logo and just start to get it, just start to get the symbols, just start to get the, the thing because they've been switched on to get it. Some people will tune in to this show because they feel... I need to listen to that tonight. There's some there's some information in there that I need to listen to. So they will be guided sometimes by a you know a greater self. They will be the, the, they will be guided to tune in, to watch. And you know, in the in the past I've spent literally four or five, six hours reading a complete science report for one word. So you are guided with that determination to in, in different ways because each of us require a different level, a different teaching, a different learning. So we will be guided in different ways. And when you get that feeling, go with it. Because there is something there that, that you need. There's something there that, that will make things fit into place for you. So just go with those feelings. So before we go, Michael, um, where where are you at at the moment? Are you writing new books? What are you working on at the moment that people can, can check out? I am I'm literally uh, doing three books at the moment. One of them is the children's book, which is taking this knowledge and bringing it down to the mind of a child for, for our, our next generation to, to get some kind of balance and truth. There's another couple of things that I'm doing. Uh, one of them is The Secret Christ, where I was challenged by a friend who was a member of the church for 35 years, and they challenged me to basically translate it correctly, the Bible correctly. And that then just spiralled into lots of other things. And I'm also writing something that may be called The Serious Point, which talks a lot about Egypt and how that is really the epicenter for a lot of a lot of things and how the coming Messiah, the return of the Messiah, is really the Great Pyramid. And the, the, the marker of the of the coming oracle is the Sphinx of Egypt. So it goes into a lot of uh, sort of alignments about the, the true birth date of, of, of Christ, which is the 11th of September, how all of these things correlate. So I'm doing that that as well. Uh, I'm also doing quite a bit on, on Iconic at the moment. There's uh, obviously a, a, big, a big series that I'm going to be doing, which I'll be filming in May. And there's also things in between that. Uh, so tomorrow I'm going into the studio tomorrow to do some filming for another project that's, that's ongoing. So the, the, I keep being invited to do little pockets of things at the, at the studio. So who knows? Uh, you know, there's, 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 there's a number of things coming up so we'll just see where that takes me but but the things that are coming in at the moment has really initiated me to to a different level again and that that i can pinpoint that to this week it's great to have you involved with iconic and i'm really pleased that we've kind of done the podcast together and we're going to get to do series and stuff and all these other little bits i feel like kind of my 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 role in this is to bring the information out of people not necessarily to look find the information but i think my my skill set is or, or my my passion is to bring the information out of people in a way that that they can get things across i was um i feel like that's what i'm good at documentary filmmaking doing podcasts and and to speak to someone like yourself with such a wealth of knowledge i learn so much every time i speak to you and, and i find it fascinating but i also find it privileged to be able to sort of work with people like yourself and all the other people that I've, I've interviewed as well to kind of get them on chat about things and, and bring that information out and for the audience to to listen to and make of it what they will and go back and i hope people who have listened to this have got a lot of hope out of this because that's where I'm trying to kind of move things in in the direction because right now this is a we are in a in a in a place that could seem very dark but we actually are getting through it 
in quite an incredible way and we're changing us actually for the better eventually and i see people coming out of themselves and fighting back and i see this warrior spirit in everybody that i'm talking to mostly and um i think that's an opportunity there to kind of dig deep and find the best version of yourself the best ability that you have it's kind of like the mother of necessity at the moment is is now is it and we have the opportunity to kind of push through so Michael, it's been it's been great to chat to you. Um, where can people find your work, find your books, and list off a few of the books that they could uh, they could get already that are already out. The the best place is my website www.michael-feely.com. Uh, some of the books that are already out there is Alchemy of the Gods, The Ancient Code of Serpent Fire, uh, The Secret Christ. There's there's lots of ebooks on there as well about Anunnaki and different things. So what I've written so far it, it doesn't compare to what I'm going to be writing in in this year so really uh it's it's exciting times in in, in terms of, of my own personal development as well because we're all developing each day we, we, we're developing uh you know in, in in the right way so just to encourage people darkness you just like that we can't see yet just just keep following that straight path and you will end the endless loop Thank you, guys. Thank you for watching Glitch in the Code, and thank you, Michael, for your time. Guys, please subscribe and actually share this about all over the places, as far and wide as you can, and go and check out Michael's work. I will put all the links below. Michael, thank you for your time again. We'll get you back on soon. I love chatting to you. We'll make this as regular as possible. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for all your comments, and we'll speak to you soon. Take care. I'm unapologetically fly. I don't wonder why. That's just my attitude. Yeah. Okay, hey, that's just my... Uh, uh, uh. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh.